Hey everybody, it's your girl Queenie. Welcome to another episode of the Relationship Zone, the podcast. So glad that you decided to join me and I hope that tonight's episode or today, depending on where you are, is um, I hope it leaves you with a little bit of food for thought. Um, My name is Queenie Love, for those of you that do not know me, and I am an observer of life observer of relationships. I am truly an empath and therefore I find a lot of curiosity in our behaviors and our connections and relationships and how we move about. And I'm still learning. I'm still growing, right? But this is just something I'm very passionate about. I love helping you to navigate your relationships, to build strong relationships, and to create healthy bonds and break unhealthy patterns. So today I want to talk about the five love languages. Um, And I know I've talked about this before, but I just want to freshen it up a little bit. I think that we don't talk about uh, how we receive and give love enough. And in 1992, Gary Chapman, or Dr. Gary Chapman, He wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. I think he must have felt the same way. Like, let's (laughs) let's break this thing down from his perspective. So The Five Love Languages, The Secret uh, secret to Love That Lasts, his theory described five different and distinct love languages or different and distinct languages of love, which sums up the range of ways a partner requires intimacy and support from their partner. So if you, if, if, if every relationship you, you have ever been in falls at the same hurdle you know it could simply be because you know you've yet to really understand the power of these love languages right maybe you're not able to truly identify them in your partner or maybe you're not truly able to articulate them as it relates to you and how you receive love. So an individual's love language encompasses the ways in which they feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And if a partner can't fulfill these needs, it may just be a game changer um, for that relationship. And and now mind you, now I know that you're probably thinking intimate partner, right? Husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. This goes the same for children, for friends, other family members. I mean, you know, if you ever get an opportunity to study the five love languages and Dr. Chapman's theory, um, it really is—it's um, huge. It, it, it's very vast. Uh, I just to, before we get into it, give you a quick history of why this means so much to me. I'm qualified to actually facilitate and teach on this theory, and I became certified uh, because I worked at Fort Myer and became trained to facilitate this particular workshop for couples, had an opportunity to sit in under Dr. Chapman and had another opportunity to take like um, a training for a couple weeks um, and have all the material. And and I used to utilize this tool when I was providing non-clinical counseling for military um, service members and their families. And so this is the reason why this means a lot to me. And some of you that may listen know me personally. You've heard me probably talk passionately about the five love languages. I I believe in it uh, because I saw it at work um, 
actually providing real support and change, positive change for couples. Now, before I worked um, as an educator at Fort Myer, I did not know anything about the five love languages. This book's been out since 92. I knew nothing about it. I just knew that in relationships, it seemed like we weren't being heard, right? Or maybe I didn't understand my partner or they, I could not articulate what I needed. I couldn't express it, couldn't explain it. I, you know, because I'm a filler, as I said before, I'm an empath. So I speak life and see life through emotion and through feeling. So understanding the five love languages theory and why it was created, it helped me to navigate my own personal life and my own personal relationships. And I really, it really has helped me to grow and to know which relationships I can thrive in and which ones I can't, and to be honest about that. But it also has helped me to talk to couples or individuals that are stuck or having some issues. So I want to jump right into this, and um, I hope that I break this down to you where you can understand it better and you can utilize this in your relationships. And if you do happen to have an intimate partner, you know, allow your intimate partner to hear this podcast as well. Because one thing I used to tell my clients, my customers um, back then was, hey, this does no good for you to take it home and beat your partner over the head with it. I welcome you to bring your partner into this space. It's safe and let's discover and learn together. So I'm going to say the same thing to you. Please go and invite your partner to listen to this podcast with you. Let's start. Five languages. First being, we'll start with words of affirmation. In many relationships, actions speak louder than words. is a is a wise proverb to be you know to live by, but not so much for those who fall into the words of affirmation camp. Uh, verbal words of affection say as. Um, such as saying, you know, I love you, you know, frequently and often um, receiving little notes or cards, um, being reminded regularly of how much you mean to your partner is is oftentimes music to the affirmation lover's ears. Um, this love language is most common, you know, the five, and is only <clears throat> is the only language which has verbal communication. Ain't that something? So let that sink in for a moment. This is really the only language that actually speaks through auditory um, transmission. Like, you literally love to hear, I love you. You need to hear, I love you. So feeling appreciated, valued, and loved is at the core of this language and can only really be fulfilled by someone who is willing to voice their feelings of appreciation and love out loud. Um, Words of affirmation was not a big deal to me in the beginning of any relationship or hasn't been a big deal to me. But I realized that if my love tank is empty, um, whatever my my next language that um, is high on my scale, right? Whatever that next language is, that's the one I need my partner to pour into. So words of affirmation only becomes very important if my love tank from all the others are empty. And I'll get more into that in a moment. So the next one will be quality time. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. My way of teaching quality time, and I discovered this and I understood it better once I began to teach it this way, um, when I realized I was teaching this to my my, uh, 
I guess their clients or participants that would come in, the families, right? I was teaching this, and then I realized when I would get home, I would have a different experience. So quality time, as I taught it initially, was phones away, TVs off, attention focused, right? And you know, you know, this is 2021, who truly sits with their partner? I mean, let's say at the age range of 18 to 45, well, 18 to 50, who really can sit with their partner and do not have their attention divided? It's it's not likely because we're so glued to our social media, to text, to, I mean, emails, to everything else. But it's important that we are intentional with this, right? Because when your partner enjoys quality time, <clears throat> excuse me, then you have to be intentional. So I was teaching this and I would say, so those who value quality time, you know, they feel most secure when they have your undivided attention. <laughs> um, and, in, and if you're making new and intimate memories, and they want you to be making new and intimate memories together usually, right? So you'll have this partner that is like coming up with these grand ideas of going to do something, right? <laughs> and you're probably like, I got a thousand other things I need to do. But just bear with me. I promise you, I'm going to help you with this. Quality time might include date nights and special trips, but at its core, it's simply meaning it simply means prioritizing your partner within your day-to-day schedule and soaking in those moments completely. Luckily, this love language can be met in a variety of ways. People who prefer quality time is generally happy with 30 minutes, just 30 minute walk around the block, um, just as happy with that as they are about an elaborate dinner date. For a lover that values quality time, they feel most at peace when a partner is listening, valuing them and appreciating the time that they have together, whether it be big or small. Just know that if you, or just know that if this is your um, person's love language, then effort will go a long way for that lover really needs quality time. The other thing I want to add to this thought and what I discovered, I shared this with you a minute ago, I discovered something about myself. It wasn't just quality time. So if you're listening and you think your love language is quality time and you still feel like your partner's not getting it, maybe share with them that it's more of the quality of the time that hit different. The quality time is perceived sometimes by, hey, I'm coming over, or hey, I'm sitting with you at the dinner table, or hey, I picked you up, but it's the quality of the time. Because if you're sitting at dinner and you're on your phone or you're talking to the waiter, the waitress, the this, the that, everybody else except the person in front of you, it doesn't feel the same. And if this is hard for you, honestly, two things. Maybe you have to try harder or maybe this just isn't your person. I hate to be the bearer of the bad news, but I'm telling you, if if really putting forth effort with a person is that challenging for you, likely you really don't want to do it. I'm just being honest. Or they really don't want to do it. People do what they really want to do. And if this is difficult, any of these languages that we speak about today or tonight, if any of these languages are difficult, Honestly, some people just don't want to because there are a lot of ways you can show this. All right, moving on. Access service. Uh, 
the opposite of words of affirmation is acts of service, right? So um, lovers crave someone who can help them with tangible problems. And that makes the effort to help your life run a little easier where possible. Um, You'll find, honestly, that a lot of partners that you run into, their love language to show you that they love you may be acts of service. That I may get into on a later show because there's a reverse. People love naturally in one language and then they have to love intentionally in another language. I know it's good. I know it was a nugget. I'm just going to leave it there. I'll pick it back up at a different time. So your legs will likely go weak at the knees for someone who notices when you're stressed and offers to sort dinner, return I mean, to return orders. I mean, you know, there's so many things that a person may offer you like, hey, you want me to pick up the cleaners for you? Or I picked up the cleaners. I did this for you. Um, Hey, I ran your bath water. Um, Just just acts of service, just simple gestures to say, I see you. I love you. It's beautiful. Right? What about when someone say, you know, hey, babe, I'm just, I'll proofread this brief for you. So, because I see that you're stressed, I'll, I'll read it for you. Um, you want actions. That person that, that acts of service is their love language for receiving. They want actions, not words, and will fall quickly for anyone with a desire to take some stress off of their plate. Again, I want to add that there are times in some people that one of the languages is far more higher than the other. You have to go take this, 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 um, take this, the test to see where you, where you fall. But I promise you, and I'll tell you a personal story at the end of this. I promise you that sometimes, you know, you can be very high at one season of your life and at another season it will shift. <laughs> You'll have another one that really takes priority. And acts of service is one of those. Okay. Let's go into physical touch. Ooh, this is for the fellas and for the girls, but mainly for the guys. Physical touch is not always sex. Okay. All right. Now let's move on. So sorry, physical touch um, during this pandemic has become kind of difficult for some right um the pandemic has really thrown us like a spinner in the works um for this one it's difficult to get your hugs and to cuddle and to just embrace people as soon as you see them right um i interview a doctor weekly and he always says create your bubble um if you have an intimate partner or lover create your bubble right and this is really for that person that um thrives off of physical touch uh, and and it, without it, you know, that person can feel really disconnected, really out of sorts. So those who value physical touch, like they crave hugs and kisses and, and every kind of physical intimacy, right? You can't relate to those who say public displays of affections are, you know, like too much, right? Or feel most valuable, physical, physical close. When you're physically close to your partner, you feel most value. Um, you can't really relate to that person, though, that's like, mm, public affection? No, I don't want that. You, you're sitting looking at them like, mm, bring all that over here, right? So if, you, if you're a person that loves physical touch, you want to be hugged and, you you know, even sit next to me, right? 
anyway, <laughs> sitting opposite of, you know, each other at a dinner party is like a no thank you. You can find this with your children too. I can tell you that because my son used to love to sit up under me. My daughter, not so much. They're adults now. My son is more affectionate and my daughter is like, nope, that's okay. Right? <laughs> so I promise you, this is like long, this is like forever. You know, this is just who people are sometimes, love and crave physical touch. When we truly care about someone, we jump at the chance to better know how to make them feel loved, right? And the five love languages, five love languages, I'm not editing this. So if I made a, a problem, made an issue or messed it up, then it is what it is. But the five love languages can be instrumental in that process. So understanding physical touch and how that fits in your person's language, right? How it all comes together is super important. The closer, the better for those lovers who crave physical touch, um, who live for hand-holding, um, back rubbing, arms around shoulders, and a rub on the thigh, seriously don't we all love a little rub on the thigh anyway emotional connection through touch is where it's at for this particular lover or friend or family member lastly receiving gifts um, often mistaken as materialistic or shallow um, those who value gifts aren't all about the item itself but the sentiment that comes with it um, some people are materialistic, but the receiving of gifts is not necessarily only because a person is materialistic. Because you can give small gifts, big gifts, doesn't really matter, right? And, you know, you can kind of determine the type of person that you're dating. Um, these lovers feel valued and prized when receiving a thoughtful and meaningful gift from their partner. As the memories and contentment this evokes will stay with them forever. The symbolism of a gift um, is what this love language is really about so whether it be an anniversary or birthday or simply just because you know there's nothing that makes their heart sing more than a small memento of love it lets them know that they are being thought of right taken care of this language is especially important for those in long distance relationships and who don't live with their significant other as as these small tokens of love you know they're tangible and everyday reminders for one another and and they go a long way in cementing this connection um i'll tell you really quick i hope that helped just to break it down and i know i didn't cover everything and in great detail, but I'll share with you my personal love languages uh, and how they measure up, right? Some are interchangeable, as I shared earlier, due to the seasons in my life. Others, pretty much I'm rocking with them all the time. My number one, my number, number, number one love language is quality time. I like to say quality of time. You can take that if you want and use it for your own self because I'm telling you, there's something about the value that you place on that quality of time. Um, I can fall in love with a person and experience a place because the quality of time. I'm, I, I, and, and I will be loyal and faithful and always come back to that place, space, or person because of the quality of time. So I know now that that is why one of my one reason why my previous relationships didn't work because I would feel so disconnected no matter how much time we would spend together it would be it wouldn't really feed my spirit or my soul 
and sometimes the connection didn't feel authentic. And so I would, eventually, I would just kind of go away. But you got to also remember, I am an empath. So I'm here for the feeling, right? It's a vibe for me. (laughs) So again, these are things I understand now. I'm in my 40s. So I understand it better now. I'm able to articulate it. Probably in my early 30s, I would share this. Um, I just didn't under, I didn't know about uh, the five love languages. So so understanding that. So the first one is, is, is QT for me. The second one for me is physical touch. I absolutely love a good hug. Now, mind you, the two of those are very much interchangeable. At some point, it could be just physical touch. If I'm not able to get the real quality time with my partner or my kid, even my kids, right? Then as soon as I see them, I get a great embrace and, you know, I get to sit up on the couch with them. Um, One of the ways I enjoy connecting with my partner any time I've ever had a partner is if we've spent time away from each other, really being able to connect physically, hold hands, sit on the couch, hug you, sit on the, you know, now, now it's mixing, right? Quality time and, and, and physical touch, sitting on the balcony with you, taking a walk. Um, those things mattered because while I'm walking with you, I'm probably going to touch your, your wrist or your shoulder or your waist or something, right? So, I'm able to share that with anyone that is looking to date me or marry me or whatever. Hey, like if you're not an affectionate person or can't receive affection, it's not a good fit. I can't do that, right? And the other thing is, if you don't have a value on the time that we spend, if it's not important to you to spend time with me, or if it's not important that I spend time with you, we are definitely going to be short-lived, right? I know this, right? So the other the other part of this, um, and I shared this earlier, is that I believe, and Dr. Chapman teaches this as well, that there are times that our love tank can go on empty. And when it goes on empty, whatever your next in line love language is, is the one I think that your partner should intentionally compensate over, even overcompensate with you. Um, for me, my next one is, is definitely more than likely acts of service. Do something nice for me, right? Not a gift, but do something nice for me. Um, do something nice. Be considerate. Be thoughtful. That's what I love, right? But you can't, I know me, you cannot acts of service me to stay because what I need are from is from my top two. But if my tank is empty, acts of service will allow me to feel closer to you and feel loved by you. Um, then my, my last two, honestly, receiving gifts and words of affirmation. I don't know if it's an arrogance that I have, right? The affirmation is like, uh, I mean, I'm good, right? <laughs> um, but it's nice to know how your partner feels. So I can't tell you that it's, I don't need my partner or my family. You know, I, I'm an I love you family. My door is always I love you no matter where you're going in it or out of it. Love you. Like that's the door that I have in my home, in my heart. Phone call. Love you. Talk to you later. Um, that's naturally who I am. So affirmation is something I love to give. I love to reassure you how much I love you, but I also love to receive it. And gifts. Gifts is like probably the very last. <laughs> and I know people sometimes put me on this. I don't know. They kind of think I'm a particular way. But I promise you, gifts is like 
the, the I'm such I'm so not a gift person, but I love a meaningful gift, right? I love plants. If you get me a plant, not that I need another plant, I'm excited about it. Um, I love stones and and crystals. If you decide I was out, I thought about you. I love that. It's wonderful, right? Um, if you take me somewhere, say hey, I'm going to take you shopping. That has really never happened, but one time or maybe twice. But let's just say, okay, maybe I'm lying. Okay, so it has happened a few times. But my point is is that I'm less excited about that, but I will always show you appreciation because what matters to me is that you know that you are appreciated, right? So that's how my love languages work, right? That's how people, that's how I receive love. That's how I know that I'm loved. That's how I feel most connected. Um, My hope, my hope is that, you know, that you know your love languages. You know in your past where things have gone wrong. Um, So I ask you, where might, you know, where might you be going wrong in, in your relationships currently? And I don't want you to dwell in the past, but I think it's great to learn, right? How did I love him or her? It's all well and good looking inward and working out what makes you tick. But if you've been showering your partner with love that relates to your own language and not theirs, then it might explain where you and others have missed a mark in the past. In the same vein, communicating your own needs is the pinnacle of a successful relationship. Because as much as we might like to think so, our partners can't actually read our minds. So your significant other may be left feeling inadequate if they can't get a grasp of your unique love language, which is where you need to get a translator. (laughs) Like myself, right? Um, I'm not holding any more classes for to teach um, the five love languages. However, I do offer private consultations to talk with individuals, right? Couples, just one and two, right? I'll speak with you just to further explain it. And, and then of course, you know, I, I, I do offer the, the test and, um, you know, kind of talk about it a little bit more. Cause oftentimes, you know, we also, you know, we learn this and we want to talk about it. Right. So, you know, I, I, I will come in and I will talk with you about the five love languages, but I'm definitely not here you know, trying to <laughs> tell couples what to do. But I, I suggest, um, you know, you take the quiz. Oh, and by the way, um, nowadays, just so you know, um, you know, you can you can take this quiz like on Google, on I think maybe like Web, maybe WebMD. I, I've heard some people tell me, oh yeah, uh, Queenie, I, I found it on WebMD, you know. So, um just, just, just consider, consider, consider taking it, consider talking to your significant other, bring them in on it, do not do it alone, Um, and if you don't have a partner, consider understanding your language, choosing that when you hear and learn your, your future partner's language, that you're going to love on them the way that they need intentionally, and that you are able to articulate yours, uh, your language, so that is probably all I went over. I'm sorry, guys. I was just trying to give you like 20 minutes, but talking about this, it's it's not as easy, right? To just 
wrap it up in 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, here, here's the story. I hope that I'm leaving you with something. I hope that I know it was a little scattered at times because I went off on you know, <laughs> my own tangent because I'm passionate about this. So um, anyway, I'll leave you with this. There are five love languages. Dr. Gary Chapman, you can look him up. Words of affirmation, one, compliments or words of encouragement, quality time, um, partners, undivided attention. You figure out how that, what that looks like. Receiving gifts, there's symbols of love, flowers, chocolates, things, right? Stones, things, right? Um, acts of service, um, setting the table, walking the dog, doing other small jobs. And also I'll add creating experiences for your partner, experiences. Know what they like, create the experience. And physical touch. Yes, it's having sex, but it's not only having sex. It's also holding hands, kissing, hugging, rubbing your partner's face, hair, and even that beautiful kiss on the forehead. Guys and girls, I may not be a relationship guru, but I have observed relationships long enough to know that it is important that we scale things back and really get back to loving and building healthy, strong relationships. Breaking those generational curses, breaking those terrible cycles and patterns, and really figuring out basic fundamentals of how to show up in a relationship and how you want others to show up for you and having the courage to speak up, articulate what you need and move forward away from the things that you do not need. This is your girl, Queenie. I hope I've blessed you with something and I will see you again on another episode of the Relationship Zone, the podcast, where we talk about all things love, life, and relationships. Until then, good night.